0: Welcome back to another episode of the Jeff Becomes Jeff
1: podcast.
0: While I've got some topic ideas that I know I want to discuss in the future and upcoming episodes, none of those are really worked out quite yet. I want to do a little more show prep for those. Nothing major, but just something I need to carve that time out to do. I was kind of up against the wire in getting Monday's episode out, the last episode, and actually finished it probably about two hours before I would normally schedule it to be released, which would be 2 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, or I guess. Eastern Daylight Time. Stupid daylight savings. But needless to say, you know, that's kind of got me in a funky schedule where I'm not necessarily very far ahead. So I'm this is Thursday's episode. I'm recording this on Monday, January 3rd, and then that will give me the next two evenings to do the editing and all that happy crappy that I do to complete the episode for you. All that to say, I don't really have a specific topic for this episode. I do have some things I would like to talk about, but a lot of this may just be more general updates and me just kind of talking to you guys on the episode as if I was just kind of talking to a friend that I haven't seen in a week or two and giving them updates on what's going on in my life. So that's, that's what this episode is going to be. You're welcome. So first and foremost, at the time of recording the episode that came out Monday, well, today, January 3rd, it was pre-New Year's Eve, so I couldn't really discuss or give any updates on how my New Year's Eve went. So let's discuss that. As I've mentioned in a previous episode, my friends Tim and Brittany Coakley invited me over to their house, which is about a half hour away from mine, for a New Year's Eve celebration. And of course, there were going to be football games on that we were going to watch that we all had an interest in. Now, I met Tim and Brittany just probably, I want to say, late spring, early summer. So I haven't known them extensively long, but they have become good friends. Clearly, if that's where I spent my New Year's Eve at. But they also, at this party, you know, because I don't know them that well, there were a pretty good amount of people that were there that I didn't know that well, if at all. Some of them I've met once or twice because they came out and saw me perform and they came with Tim and Brittany and I got to meet them on breaks or whatnot, but wouldn't say that I really got to know them. I will say that having been out of the social scene for the most part for a couple years because of COVID and the fact is, is I've never really been in the social scene. That's not the type of person I am, I'm a homebody. Not generally a fan of people. And oh boy, did I realize and remember quite quickly at some points in the night how socially awkward I am in party situations. It wasn't a crazy party with like a ton of people, but again, it was enough. And at one point between the end of the football game we were watching and midnight and when we would all be preparing to celebrate the dropping of the ball... (laughs) Pretty much everybody was just kind of in the kitchen, which was a decent amount of people. And people have been drinking now, and the volumes of people's voices are getting louder, and they all know each other very well. They all have a pretty extensive history together. And I noticed there was quite some extended periods of time where there was just so much loud talking and noise and conversations. It was just so specific to their past as friends and acquaintances that it wasn't even something that I could really jump in on. but. Boy, I found myself kind of just staring at the table for a while. At one point, I finally just moved into the family room where no one was at in the family room, just to escape the noise. It was a bit stressful. Again, realizing how socially awkward I have become, and that's probably why, for the most part, I avoid super social situations. If it's a gathering with close friends, that's fine, not a big deal, because again, I can relate. I've known them long enough that even if I don't know the discussion that they're having, I feel somewhat comfortable jumping in on it because I know that person pretty darn well. Or if I'm performing, that kind of, that's the whole concept of Jeff Becomes Jeff, as I've mentioned, that it's like the entertainer in me, it's almost like this little switch I can flip, and I become a much more social, outgoing, positive person. I schmooze with people, strangers, I offer to give them my card, I have just conversations with people I've never met before, I can be very friendly, very social. But this was not that type of circumstance. All that to say it's not like I didn't have any fun. I did, and it was nice getting to know Tim and Brittany's friends more so that the next time I am at a group gathering, perhaps I won't feel quite as socially awkward. But it was a bit of an awakening to me as it has been a long time since I've really been in a situation like that. Perhaps it didn't help that I was trying to be smart about the fact that I knew I was going to be driving home about 30 minutes and the drive between their house and my house is pretty much just all country backroads for the most part so there's no street lights probably deer all over the place which i am terrified of ah! But just to be smart, knowing it was New Year's Eve especially, the cops are going to be out more, I basically got there around 8 o'clock, I had some beers, I opened my last beer at 11.30, and then I finished that beer right around midnight, and at midnight they had like a little shot of champagne that they had put in solo red cups for everybody at the party to drink at the stroke of midnight, so I had that But beyond that, I was on straight lemonade or Sprite, not at the same time, but kind of alternating between the two until around 2 a.m. or so when I left their home. But because the party was still going well after midnight and these people that I don't know that well are continuing to get a little bit more inebriated and I'm sobering up, not that I needed sobering up, I had not drank enough that I needed to, finger quotes, sober up. But let's just say I wasn't necessarily in the same mindset, maybe if I had been somewhere where I didn't need to go home, or I had a designated driver, and was able to just keep on drinking, maybe I would have just meshed into the loud drunken conversations a little more easily. But again, I, I'm glad that I went. I want to thank you again to Tim and Brittany, who are listeners of the podcast. Thank you for including me in multiple events at your home this year and making me a part of your extended friends and family. I appreciate it. Had it not been for that invite, I would most certainly have spent New Year's Eve at home by myself sitting on my couch. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's what I did last year and the year before that and the year before that. (laughs) So again, thankful for the invite, and I did have a good time, and enjoyed getting to know Tim and Brittany's friends better, but boy did I realize the length and the level that my social awkwardness has gotten to. (laughs) As I mentioned earlier, I am recording this on Monday, January 3rd, 2022. And tomorrow, I will be officially eligible for a booster shot for COVID. Now, I have made it clear on previous podcasts that the booster can go fuck itself. I got vaccinated, but I'm not doing all this shit anymore. I am tired of them making a fucking thing of something that's not a fucking thing. Like, for example, let's talk about the fact that they changed the length of quarantine from 10 to 5 days. A 50% decrease is a pretty significant amount to cut it. This came from the CDC, and I will tell you that there were two primary reasons why the CDC made this change. One, a few days before making the change, the CEO of Delta Airlines contacted the CDC and said that they're having difficulty keeping staffing up, which is causing flight cancellations and delays because of long extended quarantines, and would they consider changing the quarantine time to five days instead of 10? Additionally, I feel like the CDC, I may have even read something about this, that they were getting backlash online and were basically being made to look like villains. So between not wanting to look like total assholes and between corporate America sticking their dick in where they shouldn't. And asking that they change it to five days a few days after that request by the CEO of Delta Airlines, the CDC changed the guidelines to five days. If you all don't think that sounds a little bit fishy, you're a fucking idiot. We all know that they keep talking about all these different variants and how deadly they are and how much these spread even faster. We're once again seeing all of these issues with players who are 100% quarantined and teams who are 100% quarantined in the NFL, the NHL, college basketball. College football. All of these cancellations of games or postponements because you have all these players testing positive again. Doesn't mean they have any fucking symptoms because they're all vaccinated. But we're all little AIDS monkeys running around (laughs) carrying the fucking disease because the vaccine, in all of its fucking brilliance, doesn't stop you from getting it. It just keeps you from, I guess, just going to the hospital. You can get it. You can spread it. What's the fucking point? I'm not going to boost a piece of shit vaccine that really didn't do that much i'm quite certain i had the antibodies prior to getting the vaccine so the vaccine really didn't do much for my body if anything so i am excited about tomorrow officially being able to put into practice and not just into words that the booster can go fuck itself i don't want to give medical advice to anybody on the show because i am not a licensed medical professional and it's your body it's your choice However, if you are sick and fucking tired of hearing about COVID, then you need to quit going to the fucking teat. It's like babies that breastfeed until they're five years old. They really don't need that tit any longer than they can get themselves on solid foods and a regular diet. I'm sure there are scientific studies that show that titty milk for a baby is perfectly healthy and natural up until the age of 47. Yay! I'm of the opinion, and I'm not one that can even breastfeed, but on behalf of women... I am of the opinion that once a baby starts cutting teeth, breastfeeding should stop. If your breastfeeding has ever bordered on the edge of BDSM, then you've probably been breastfeeding a little too long. But we are all, well, I don't want to say we, not me. But most of the world, and definitely in America, everyone is still suckling off the teat. That teat being the media coverage, social media posts, boosters, vaccines, government mandates, governmental discussions, Dr. Fauci. More like, doctor, go fuck yourself. But as long as these headlines continue to be clicked, as long as ratings are had, like for example, today, I was somewhere and there was a TV on in the background, I think it was CNN or MSNBC, something like that and at the bottom of the Chiron, i couldn't hear the actual sound from the tv but it said breaking news children return to school amidst omicron breakout is this breaking fucking news really that's the problem it's not fucking breaking news but they don't have anything else to fucking talk about but they have to fill the fucking time because their show is on every fucking day and then another show after that and then another show after that Our government, our president, have nothing to talk about of value right now other than the fucking Omicron variant and the booster. COVID, COVID, COVID. If you want this shit to stop, stop clicking the articles. Stop reading about it. Stop researching what the current stats are on deaths and hospitalizations, which, by the way, hospitalizations way down. And a lot of people are like, well, that's because everyone got the vaccine. Maybe. I'm not sure that that is necessarily accurate, but... Again, I'm no expert, I am no licensed medical professional. Not like doctor go fuck yourself. Exactly. But quit giving in to what they want. They want you to be afraid, to be concerned, to constantly be taking precautions and doing all the things that they want you to do. Like all of these, everyone needs to go get tested constantly now, even though you don't have symptoms because they've made you terrified that if you go visit old relatives during Christmas, that you're going to fucking kill them because you're a fucking AIDS monkey thanks to their shitty fucking vaccines. And you're carrying all of this fatal disease in you and you have no idea that you're carrying the disease. Why aren't the old fucking people you're visiting also vaccinated? They should have been first in line. They're the high-risk people. They're the ones it actually makes sense for. I've said it before. If people at this point aren't vaccinated, fuck them. If they get sick, fuck them. They've had plenty of time to get vaccinated or understand that they do run a risk of perhaps catching it and perhaps having a bad case of it and perhaps being ventilated and perhaps even dying. Even though that's super fucking rare, even when shit was awful. And the majority of those deaths were in elderly and high-risk patients. Oh, I'm so fucking sick of talking about COVID. Can we please move the fuck on? I am begging all of you. Moving forward, if you want the conversation about COVID to go away, then fucking ignore all of it. If your fucking local news station is running something about COVID, turn the channel. If a radio show or a podcast you're listening to is talking about COVID, turn it off. Wait, I'm talking about COVID right now. I just told you to turn off the show. I'm such a dumbass. But you know what I mean. So one thing I do want to talk about on this episode, the main thing that I kind of had in my mind that I want to talk about because of reflection, as I mentioned on Monday's episode, where it's not a resolution that I'm making for the new year. And I started before the new year even started, but I am. I am going to make a much more concerted effort moving forward into promoting and hopefully trying to make, even on a small scale, some success for my music, my writing, my podcast, all of my artistic and creative outlets. And all of which I feel like I do quite adequately. At least as good as the person out there that's only making $5 million a year doing. Because there are a lot of worthless pieces of shit out there making a lot of fucking money. Just to be phonies and worthless pieces of shit. But today it kind of occurred to me the word redefine popped into my head. I am at a very rare moment in my life that rare, not in just my life, but rare probably for most people's lives because of the fact that I left a job of 10 years right before the quarantine in 2020 and I've been kind of working odds and ends, contracting jobs, DoorDash, stuff like that. I you know, started and have been keeping going with the podcast. I released my four song EP, in 2020. I have a new album that I'm trying to finish up right now. In 2021, last year, I wrote Probably about three quarters of a movie script. I'm not sure, obviously, how long it's going to be when I'm done. But I was on a roll and kind of hit a wall and then moved on to something else. Just like an animated comedy series that I have an idea for that I think would be perfect for, like, Hulu or Netflix or Amazon. And I've written four episodes of the show. I have six more episodes outlined, so essentially enough material to create a ten-episode season. I don't really know how to go about preparing promoting that, getting that shit signed, picked up. It's animated, so there's so much more to it. So again, I I got really far. I made a lot of progress. And then kind of moved on. That is one downfall to having a hyper-creative mind like mine and the ability to do many things. Graphic design, writing, script writing, novel writing, website design, podcasting, production, music writing, music recording, music performing, video editing, video production. And I love doing all of those things probably pretty equally. Right now, I'm definitely into the podcast because I've been able to do that consistently consistently, I've set a schedule for myself and I have fun doing it. And it's pretty easy to do. I don't have to load equipment or do anything other than plug my mic in and talk. Then I have to do some work producing, but that's just sitting in my computer, listening back and making some basic mindless edits. But one thing I talked about when I was poo-pooing resolutions was discipline and why people often fail with diet and exercise and other resolutions or goals that they set for themselves is because of a lack of discipline. And you know, I am self-reflective all the damn time. And the more I thought about that and it sunk in and recording that episode and just talking because I didn't know everything I was going to say. So a lot of it kind of sunk in after the fact or during the editing process where I think I kind of need to redefine who I am. I have this opportunity in my life where I'm not bound to some nine to five job. I have multiple projects that are already able to be promoted and sold. I have several other projects that are pretty much close to completion and ready to be sold. And of course, the word sold, that's a loose term. You know, with music, that means promotion and trying to get more downloads or making music videos to try and get YouTube follows to draw ears to the music. But that's part of the problem. In this day and age, I have a higher chance of getting people to notice my music because a video is on YouTube than I do of just having my music out there. So there's all these things I have to consider. I think I need to take some time. I need to quit being disgruntled. It's very difficult after doing this and after being a creative mind at the age of 46 and having more or less failed. I mean, one idea that I had that I bought a new video camera for, I brought Professional lighting, specific telescopic mics, things essentially for me to make a documentary in my home. And this was a quarantine project because I had nothing else to do. I'd already just recorded and released an album. I had started a podcast. Why not make a fucking documentary? But the idea of this documentary was all going to be kind of tongue in cheek, not mockumentary. It would be real stories and real interviews with me, but kind of done with the idea of it being a little lighthearted but all about essentially how to fail as an artist. Poking fun at all of the shit that I've done and some significant accomplishments along the way, but still, in the scheme of things, being a complete unknown and, as an artist, if you are a complete unknown, that more or less equates to being a complete failure. Doesn't matter how many fucking masterpieces you write as a musician. If no one fucking hears them, well, as far as the rest of the world is concerned, you never fucking wrote them. It all goes back to that matter of perspective. But it can be easy to be discouraged, and I'm sure that, you know, having gone through a depressive time in the last couple years, my discouragement with my artistic crafts has probably been stronger than it's ever been in the past, which is why I kind of gave up on my movie script. I kind of gave up on my TV show scripts. I kind of gave up on my album that is recorded. All I have to do are some minor fucking additions. And final production and release it There's not much left I have done 90% of the work already And just gave up Because I felt like What the fuck Why bother No one's gonna fucking hear it Why am I putting effort and time and money into releasing it But that's kind of on me I need to promote it better I need to figure this out. This is my opportunity to redefine myself. Perhaps I'll never have to spend another day in a corporate office. Perhaps I will. Maybe it will be short-lived because I can continue to redefine who I am while I'm there. At the end of the last episode, after the closing outro that you guys are used to I played a song off of my 2020 EP, that song is called And I Cried very very cool song, Tim Coakley, the guy who invited me to the New Year's Eve party, pretty sure that's his favorite song on the EP, he told me he listens to it like a couple times a week that's fucking cool, thank you Tim I appreciate that, and that's why I need to get this shit into more earholes so that other people can hopefully get turned on by my special sauce And then when I put new shit out, people are already interested and looking forward to it. It's also very difficult, you know, especially from a musical perspective or even like script writing or novel writing. Once you've spent all of this time, sometimes months, working on something and it's ready to go and you release it, it's like, oh... That's the getting in the bath after the long day. But what you don't realize is that you got in the bath. And then got in bed, and you woke up the next morning, and you don't have any clean clothes because you forgot you needed to do laundry. The laundry was technically the easy part after getting home from a long day. You were supposed to do the laundry, then take a bath, and then go to bed, and that's the part I'm leaving out. This is a horrible fucking analogy, but the laundry is essentially all of the stuff after the release. The work is not done yet. There's still a little bit, and that is the promotion, the spreading the word, the buying advertisements. Whatever you have to do or need to do. So I need to make sure moving forward with new projects that I attack, attack, attack the promotion and the pushing of that product as soon as it's released instead of releasing it and getting in the fucking bathtub. Oh, going back to the song And I Cried that I played at the end of the last episode and I will also play it at the end of this one who knows I might make it just a staple I do have one song that I would love to get the rights to to play at the end of every episode and I've tried I've reached out to a couple organizations that own the publishing and of certain artists and musicians it's not that difficult to track down but this particular one they needed me to provide so much information like how many listens there were going to be and it's like I can't project on a podcast how many listens there are going to be because if there's a burst or a surge of new listeners, that changes it because you kind of pay for what you're going to use. That song is Perfect Day by Lou Reed. If you don't know that song, go check it out. If you know that song, then I bet you fucking like that song. Go listen to it again. And I think the, the vibe of it is a perfect way to kind of wrap up my podcast because it has that both euphoric energetic but also kind of dark mood to it which i feel is pretty representative but and i cried also has that same kind of vibe so and i cried the whole reason i'm bringing up this song and can't get to my fucking point why do you keep distracting yourself jeff because i'm an asshole to myself i just bit my tongue god damn it but, And I Cried, it's a song of hopelessness and redemption. The first half of the song, the main character, which of course in my mind is me, but it's all very figurative. He goes to the devil, he goes to the god of fire, he goes to the lady of the sea, and he's asking all of them to basically put him out of his misery. He's done. He's, he's done trying, he's done fighting, he's done crying, he's done with all of the fucking shit that comes with this world, but he's not brave enough to do it himself So he's going to these fictitious mythological entities and begging them to just easily put him out of his misery and they all dismiss him and then by the second half of the song this character goes back to those same entities having had a realization that you know what I don't need you to save me I don't need you to fucking fix me I can do that myself not put myself out of my misery I can fix myself I was in a funk but I am going to be triumphant I'm going to redeem the funk that I was in, and it is a very triumphant song in the end. Yay! And it's weird and a little cool that, you know, I can listen to my own music and take messages from it to motivate me. Because you would think, well, these were your own thoughts, you know, just two years ago when you wrote the fucking song. Yes, but when you're writing a song, you're thinking of things from a more poetic perspective. You have to consider melodies and rhythms and syllabification And all of that almost allows that raw emotion and thought process to flow very freely. But you're not necessarily analyzing or evaluating the message behind the lyrics that you wrote. I've always been aware that it was a song of resignation followed by redemption. That was the point of the poetic nature of the lyrics. But having this kind of thought process recently that I need to really focus on that and I have this opportunity to redefine who I am as a professional person and not just be this mindless fucking drone in a corporate building doing something I could give two fucks about when I have all of this shit in my own brain and at my fingertips to make money with, being artistic and truly being me, I really need to pursue that. So I'm hoping that, you know, at some point in the near future, I will start to feel like I am on the second half of the song, and I cried, and I'm telling all of these fucking demons of my past, fuck you, I don't fucking need you anymore, I figured this shit out on my own. Yes, that was a very, very roundabout way to get to my point, I am sorry. I'm going to quit rambling. I want to let you know that at some point next week, I don't know if it will be Monday or Thursday's episode, but I will finally be doing my weird dreams episode where I discuss some of the weird fucked up dreams that I have, that I have had, and I remember dreams from decades ago. I have very vivid dreams, so it's going to be a weird fucking episode, a nice little roller coaster. I even had a weird fucking dream last night, but we will discuss all of that next week, so look forward to that. Yeah! Please continue to share this podcast with your friends, with your family, with your co-workers. Tell them that if they don't listen to the Jeff Becomes Jeff podcast, they're pieces of shit. And finally, don't forget to go follow me on TikTok, Twitter, or Facebook at Jeff Becomes Jeff. Until next time, I'm Jeff. And I'm Jeff. Oh. Good night.
1: to the devil and I prayed. And I showed him the mess that i me, made. And I cried and I cried and I cried a million times over. But the devil just laughed in my face. I went to the God of fire and said, can you turn the heat of Time's over But he just covered me with water So I went to the law been tried and I've cried and I'm done crying and then I laughed in his face and then I saw the God of
0: fire
1: he said you don't need to keep me alive cause I've been burned so many times I'm like lava and then I covered him with water from the